Hello, black child. It's so good to know you're here. Do you know how much you mean to us? You are our everything. You are the best parts of us. You are absolute joy. You are absolute love. You are safe. You mean so much to the world. As we honor you, our future, we celebrate those who came before us and promise to continue honoring them and loving each other. Most importantly, loving you, Black child. Now, lie down. Close your eyes. Are you there? Good job. Take in a deep breath. Filling your belly with as much air as possible. Now, slowly breathe out. Try it again. In, filling your tummy up like a balloon, and slowly exhale out. Great work. Do this one more time, and let your body relax completely. Imagine that your legs are getting heavy. Your feet and all of your toes are completely rested on the bed. You don't have to do anything. You're okay. You let go and let gravity relax your back and tummy. That's it. Now your arms feel heavy too. Your fingers. And your head resting onto the pillow. Your entire body feels like the roots of a tree. Taking up space. Unmovable. Unshakable. Grounded. You imagine that you are a tree. Present, able to see everything. Connected to the earth, but tall and looking out at everything around you. You are still. This is so peaceful.
breathe in. Breathe out. You notice it's dusk. The day is ending and it's so beautiful. The sky is purple. The stars are just coming out. Oh look. There are some birds flying together in the air. There they go. Making a pattern. They fly up. They fly down, they fly up again, and they keep going out of sight. You notice a road in front of you. It goes straight ahead. It's lined with the most beautiful flowers. You can still see their color in the purple light as the sun goes down. They look like they're sort of purple, sort of pink. You can't see where the road ends, but you know it winds on its path. Left to right, right to left. It just keeps winding and winding until you can't see any more. Is there anything on your mind? Imagine it happened somewhere way down that road and you can't see it anymore. It is not your concern. The night sky is beginning to come in. It goes from purple to blue. And you just watch and breathe. Let's stay here a while. Oh, it's been wonderful to watch the evening turn to night. It might be just as wonderful to go back to bed. What do you think? You keep the feeling of being supported by the earth and you feel your bed supporting you. Breathe in. And breathe out. You think of Mother Earth, always available to you. Remember, like a tree, you were made to be present, stand proud, but you are always firmly planted in the ground. What a gift you are to the world. Breathe in.
and out. Breathe in again. And out. Relax. Today's proverb comes from Brazil. It says, A timely no beats a hasty yes. What does this mean? It means that you shouldn't be in a rush to make an important decision or choice. You may feel pressure to do so. Maybe others are waiting for you to make a choice and you don't want to let them down. Even if it doesn't feel like it, everyone is better off when you make a decision you can stand by. You just make the best choice that you can make at the time, and no one can ask for anything better than that. Repeat after me. I am loved. I am cherished. I make great choices. Now, we have two stories tonight. Both are about making a great choice. So, take a deep breath. And let's begin. The Long Route Leaf left swimming practice and took the same route as always, up the block and a left, past Mr. Keeling's shop with the yellow awning and red letters that said, Deli Brother, signs in the window for different sodas and Eli, the cat in the window. Down that street to the stop sign with the gum stuck on it, and then around the corner where his mom would be waiting with his baby sister, Winnie on their steps. The warm spring breeze felt nice and cool and dried up the last bit of water on his forehead. As he got to the step, Winnie started laughing and smiling, and Leaf smiled back. Mom asked about swim class and gave him his favorite snack, apples and peanut butter. As they all sat together on the stoop, Leaf's friends Keenan and Jayla turned the other corner. They called out to Leaf, waving and smiling. Can I go say hi, Ma? Leaf said. Mom smiled and nodded her head. Leaf ran to his friends who asked why he left swimming class so soon. My mom said I have to come straight home. The way we practiced. Leaf's mom used to walk with him, but when Winnie was born, she couldn't come along anymore. Leaf promised that he would go the same way every day, and mom always waited with Winnie on the stoop. Oh, that's for babies, Jayla said. Tomorrow, come with us, okay? Leaf said, 
I'll think about it, and wave goodbye to his friends. At dinner, Winnie sat in her high chair saying her ABCs. A, B, 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 A, A. She couldn't remember what came next. Leaf always thought it was so awesome. She was only one and nine months after all. He stared at his macaroni pie, sticking his fork in it and flicking it so it swayed back and forth, back and forth. He couldn't forget what Jayla said. Was he really a baby? He thought about it. He liked his route. Everyone said hi to him on the way home. They asked about his mom and Winnie, and they made sure he was okay. Who would be there on this new way? And what if mom found out? He finished his food and went upstairs to get ready for bed, trying to forget everything. His tummy felt like a roller coaster doing loop-de-loops, and he started to sweat. Mom came in the room to tuck him in and said, Baby, I'm worried about you. Are you sick? No, Mom, just tired. She still looked worried, but decided to let him go to bed. Leaf looked up and saw Eli, the cat from the Deli Brother, running down the street. He followed and saw Jayla and Keenan, too. Come on, Leaf, catch up. He followed Eli, who hopped over split trash cans, tumbling newspaper pages, and into what seemed to be an alley that got darker and darker. No matter how much he ran, he couldn't catch Eli or his friends. Then he opened his eyes. Whew, it was all a dream. Thank goodness, he said. Leaf could barely fall back asleep, but he took deep breaths and slowly went back to bed. The next day after practice, Jayla and Keenan waited for Leaf. He saw them at the door and started walking very slowly. As he got closer to them, his heart started to beat faster and faster. Looking at his friends, he stood still and stared. Hey man, you ready to go? Leaf closed his eyes and opened them again. I'm gonna go my way. Jayla and Keenan looked confused, but they didn't ask any questions. Leaf looked at his feet, not wanting to stare them in the eye and mumbled. I like my way home. Jayla and Keenan looked at each other and then at Leaf. Okay, let's go your way then. That's cool. Leaf looked up, surprised, and smiled. He didn't know if they were going to laugh or be upset, but they didn't make a big deal out of it at all. He spent all that time scared to make a choice, but everything turned out okay. As they were about to walk, Leaf's mom came up the block. <sighs> Hi, baby. I brought Winnie because you looked so sick last night. I didn't want you to walk alone, but I see you've got company, huh? Keenan replied, Yeah, Miss G, we usually go another way, but Leaf wanted to go his way, so we all said yeah. 
Leaf's mom smiled and asked if Jayla and Keenan would share their win. It would be nice for Leaf to have another way home, and if I could at least see what it looked like. Jayla and Keenan were so excited, and Leaf felt so much better knowing his mom and Winnie were coming along. They took Keenan and Jayla's way, and guess what? There was no Eli, no dark alley, and they walked together all the way home. It was so fun learning about Leaf and his community. It's also very cool that he followed his heart. He didn't feel safe going the new way, and he took his time and thought about it. Sometimes making a tough choice can make us feel weird, but we can learn from our bodies. If we feel different than normal when making a choice, that is usually our body telling us something. It's great that Leaf made a choice to take the safe route home, since he didn't know very much about his friend's way home. When he went along with his mom, he learned that Keenan and Jayla's way wasn't unsafe or bad. But he felt good because he knew that he'd made the best choice at the time. And everything turned out great. Next, we have a story from Brazil about a group of animals faced with some choices. And we'll find out what happened to them. This is a folktale. So, in this story, we find out how people long before us thought a certain animal came to look as it does. How the Tiger Got His Stripes Very long ago, the tiger had no stripes on its body until one tiger came along and changed it for all of the rest. This tiger was called, well, Tiger. Tiger had a huge farm with many bushes and needed someone to clear the land. Tiger called all of the animals in the jungle together and announced, I have an ox for the best worker who can clear my land of its overgrown weeds. Monkey raised her hand quickly. Oh, me, me. Tiger wasn't sure, but he let her try. Monkey didn't like working for a long time, and sure enough, after a few minutes said, Tiger, I gotta go. This is making me tired. Goat bellowed. I can do it. So Tiger allowed it. Goat wasn't the most logical thinker, though. So he would work on one spot and then go to another spot. Except he never finished any one part of the land. Instead, there were huge circles of spotty cleared land everywhere. Next was Armadillo. Armadillo walked in circles, blabbering to itself. I could do it, I know I could, I'm the best. 
No one is better than me. I can do it. I know I can. I'm the best. No one is better than me. I can do it. I'm the best. I wouldn't even mess it up. Hm. Tiger overheard and decided to let Armadillo try. Armadillo did well, but kept getting distracted by the yummy in its tummy ants. There was no way Armadillo would finish because, well, it never stopped eating. Tiger had to let it go. Then it was Rabbit's turn. Rabbit waited patiently in the corner. She had not jumped at first try, but walked around the yard instead while everyone else worked. Rabbit paid attention to each worker's wins and challenges. Yes, she sat and waited to see if she wanted to do the work. When she decided she would, she walked to Tiger and said, I would like to apply to the job. Tiger laughed. <laughs> Everyone else has failed. You will too. But Tiger was also desperate, so he gave in. Ah, just go ahead. Rabbit worked, munching along the way. She used her appetite like armadillo, but she used it to clear some of the greens off the land. She steadily worked on one area at a time. Like goat. Except she worked until she was finished. She hopped back and forth working like monkey, except she made sure that she did it at a pace that she could handle. So she never got tired and worked and worked away. At the end, Tiger was very impressed. Very nice, Rabbit. You may go to the ox and eat. After Tiger gave the rabbit directions to find the ox, it took many days. But Rabbit eventually did. All she would have to do was cook it and eat. She used many vegetables and fruits to prepare the ox. It smelled so good. Just as she began to eat the first bite, the bushes began to rumble. Who's there? She said. Only your great friend Tiger. It's been many days since you left, but there is now no food near the farm. Would you kindly share some of your ox with me, dear friend? Now, Rabbit did not want to share her food. Tiger made her his last choice to clear his land and thought she would fail. Then he sent her on this long journey. But Tiger was large and could take this meal if he really wanted to. So she decided to share. Only Tiger ate every bit of the ox. There was nothing left for Rabbit to enjoy. Upset as she was, Rabbit decided on a plan. She wanted to get Tiger back, so she headed to the farm and said, Dear Tiger, have you any wood? I am so sad that I can't make this fortress. How is yours? Tiger replied, What fortress? Rabbit answered, Haven't you heard? The elders said we must all fortify ourselves. There is a great danger coming. 
Tiger said he could not offer wood to Rabbit because he would need to use it for himself and his family. Rabbit knew this would happen and hopped away and hid behind a tree. She watched as Tiger locked himself and his family in a wooden cage with very sharp sticks. Truthfully, if there was any danger, this cage would protect them. But Rabbit knew better. There was no danger. So she waited and watched. Many days passed and Tiger asked everyone that walked by, Is the danger gone? No one knew what he was talking about and they all continued on. He and his family decided the great danger must have passed and he told them to all jump to escape the cage they'd made. When they finally got out, the sharp ends of the stick cut their bodies. The cuts turned into scars and healed, leaving marks. And that is how the tiger got its stripes. What a great story. My favorite part of it was that Rabbit waited to make the best choice for herself. She wasn't the loudest or trying to get Tiger's attention, but instead looked around to see if she wanted to and how she could finish the task. Tiger made a choice too. He chose to underestimate Rabbit, meaning he made guesses about what she could do or couldn't do based on how she looked. It turns out she was the best worker of all. He also chose to trick her. Neither of those were good choices, and Tiger learned a lesson in the end. As we end our time together, don't worry. We'll be back to help you rest. Remember, no one is perfect, but we all try to do the best we can with what we know. And we know you will, because you are so smart, so kind, and you make great choices. As always, it was fun spending time with you. Whatever you do, don't forget, we love you. Good night, Black Child.